There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We'll be back later this week on Everything Iconic to recap all of the Vanderpump rules and Real Housewives of New Jersey goodness. But for now, I have an interview with Melora Hardin. Now, Melora Hardin is an actor you probably will recognize uh, from The Office. She played Jan Levinson-Gould on that show. She was also in The Bold Type, one of my favorites, and she's appeared in so many countless movies Things like 27 Dresses, the Hannah Montana movie, 17 again, The Hot Chick. She's been in so many things. Uh, Also, she was originally cast in the Back to the Future movies. She had a two-picture deal and then was replaced when the original actor, Eric Stoltz, who was supposed to play the Marty McFly role, he was let go and they brought in Michael J. Fox and Melora was also let go because she was taller than Michael J. Fox. And so the studio replaced her along with Eric Stoltz. So it's a really fascinating story. And so I'm excited for you all to hear it. Uh, I talked to Melora. She's got a new movie out called Clock that's going to be premiering on Hulu April 28th with Diana Agron. Uh, but we get into so much of her filmography. It's really a wild ride if you go to her IMDb page. So I hope you enjoy this chat with Melora Hardin. Hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Here is Melora Hardin. Hi. Hi. Michael Scott, this is Jan Levinson Gould. Just Jan Levinson. No Gould? No. Thank you very much for meeting with us. Have you been waiting long? No, not long. Good. Uh, Jan, what happened? Michael. Is Gould dead? (sighs) What, uh... Michael, we got divorced, okay? I'm so sorry. You're kidding me. You know her from The Office as Jan Levinson Gould formerly Jan Levinson Gould. Uh, I, of course, love The Bold Type. I was such a huge fan of that show. She's got a new movie called Clock that's premiering on Hulu April 28th. Melora, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Melora, I'm great. And looking through your IMDb page is insane. Like, have you ever gone to it and just marveled at sort of all of the places you've been as an actor? Oh, I'm not sure that I've done that, but I'm maybe I'll do that now. <laughs> it, it is a wild ride. For people who are not familiar, I'm going to do the absolute best I can because I'm looking through it and I'm like, I got to talk about that. I got to ask her about that movie. I got to ask her about that TV show. So I'm going to do my best to get to everything. But of course, I'm going to miss things because it's so incredibly vast. Uh, do you have a favorite credit? That might be a stupid question, but... I can't say I have a favorite credit. But you know what's funny is I will say that I can probably count on, well, maybe not two hands, but I almost just two hands. And I've been doing this now as of June 29th, the same job for 50 years. There are not many people that can say that. Most people change jobs every 10 years or something, right? I mean, it's really rare to find someone that's been doing their job they're basically their whole life. <laughs> and but, especially uh, in this career where longevity is rare, it's hard. Right? What, what do you attribute to yeah. the fact that you've been able to, to work in an industry where it's, it's not always the case? 
first, let me answer your first question, which is just that I can count on two hands, the ones that are probably the most, the highlights for me creatively as an artist. And a lot of them are live. So a lot of them include, you know, plays that I did and, you know, things like that. However, there is one movie that I that I would call a tribute that is highlight that has yet to come out that right now we're submitting to festivals called Golden Vanity. It's a one woman movie. It's as far as we know the first and only one woman movie ever. Um, but uh, but I'm I'm hoping that the world will get to see that at some point. But it's a really weird little quirky culty kind of dark tragic you know wonderful little movie that I, that I hope the world will get to see. <clears throat> and you're the one woman in it. And I'm the one woman. Yes. Oh and so that, that's really, really fun. I think that what, I, what I would attribute to having such a long career and is, is a lot of things. One is I would say I had amazing parents. They both are actors. They really taught me my craft. They taught me how to be a professional. They took care of me. They guided me. I also have Gosh, um, very, very lucky that I have that I was like went through my my childhood and then my teen years and then into my young adulthood and was still attractive. And like some people are really, really cute when they're little, but then they're not so cute going mm-hmm. through their teen years and then they're not so cute as an adult or the other way around, you know. Um, so I was really, I'm really just that's just something that I was blessed with, like that I just got to like kind of go through those stages in a way that worked for being on camera. And then I think just, yeah, I think just having incredible life coach and, you know, who, and husband and friends who like helped me continue to go towards the things that really float my boat and turn me on opportunities to be creative. And I think that I'm focused on that. Like I'm focused on the, on the art and the, the joy, you know, you've been in so many different projects. Is there a scene partner or someone that you've acted alongside that you would say is the best person that you've gotten to act alongside? Does that make sense? Wow. Gosh. Or, or one oh, or two or, or people so that sort many. of come to mind. I would say all the actors on transparent. I loved working with Amy Landecker, with Jeffrey Tambor, with Gabby Hoffman, um, with Jay Duplass, um, with Alexandra Billings, just incredibly gifted actors. Steve Carell was incredible to work with. Um, amazing at tossing the ball back and forth. Uh, the two of you together. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. The two, it, the two, truly my favorite part of the office was anytime Jan was on there. Yeah. And I know I'm skipping around a, a bunch, but since you brought up Steve Carell, I have to ask about that. The dinner party episode of The Office is widely regarded as probably the best episode of The Office. And it's really centered around you and uh, the Michael Scott character. And specifically, I wanted to ask about the scene where you put on your former assistant's music and you start dancing around. <laughs> and I wondered if was that how rehearsed was that dance and uh, anything you could tell me about maybe that specific moment of the episode? Yeah, no, actually it's a, it was a very, it is a very specific moment of the episode and I, you know, I am a dancer. So for me to, I was very, very specific in my own mind that I wanted to be just a little off the beat. I wanted to be a little bit like 
like kind of just too much in the reverie of the memory of Hunter being her, you know, probably I, in my mind, she kind of (laughs) awakened his sexual (laughs) journey. Um, And I feel like, you know, the sort of younger man, older woman of it all, and just the inappropriateness of her just going into that reverie, I think, I think she's not really even, it's not even about the music. So she's kind of off the beat and, you know, making everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> and trying to twirl with Jen. Yeah. There's that yeah. moment that just yes. kills me. That, just, that just came to me in the moment. That was just like, that was just like a moment that didn't even, that was not planned. That just came. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It was, it it, it also must be so strange because that show, I just uh, got off a tour and every time I'm traveling, I don't have cable. Uh, I normally stream things and watch stuff that way. But whenever I'm traveling and in a hotel room, I'm putting on the TV and without fail, no matter what time of the day, The Office, Modern Family, they're always airing. Those are the two shows that I find in a hotel room on multiple different channels, which must be good for uh, residuals, hopefully, but also <laughs> must be weird that no matter where you go, even if you don't, if you're not someone who has cable, you're going to see that on peripherally. That must be strange. Yes, it really is incredible to be a part of a show that is become has become as iconic as it has, and the character that I play has become as iconic as she is. Um, I worked with Dick Van Dyke once um, uh, on his show that his son wrote and starred in called Diagnosis Murder in the eighties, I guess. Um, and what a you know just it. it when you meet someone like that, and I, of course, at that moment in my time, wouldn't have known that I was going to go on to be sort of iconic in my time in a way that he's iconic in his time. And he was so generous. I mean, how many times he'd been asked about Mary Poppins? How many times? And he was just, he was just, yes, it was just wonderful. And Julie Andrews was wonderful. It just... He couldn't have been more gracious. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 the way to be, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I think for fans of of a show like The Office, it's so comforting and it gets people through. I've binged the series multiple times and. Uh, I I think shows like that really get people through tough times. I I tend to go to it when I'm sick or recovering from something or whatever it is. And it it's a warm hug. And I think those shows are so important. Right now, I'm loving uh, Abbott Elementary. And it just when I put that on, I those sitcoms have a weird way of kind of feeling good when you need them to the yeah. most. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned the bold type and also great acting. Did you get a chance to see Megan Fahey on The White Lotus? Oh, my God. Are you like, kidding? I'm so proud of her. She's so amazing. I Melora, know. That scene yeah, on the beach, so I think it was the last episode or something. I know. I mean, some of the best acting I've seen. And oh, yeah. as a bold type fanatic, I was yes. so happy because I think bold type fans knew how amazing yeah. all of you were. She's but to then special. see it on that platform was so oh, exciting. Yeah. No, she's super special. And I knew it the minute that I started working with her and the minute I met her. And, um, and she really... She really shines on that show. She really does. And yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she basically can go to the moon if she'd like to. (laughs) It's kind of like wherever she wants to go, she's going. (laughs) So good. I think she, yeah, she's, she's just incredibly talented. It was so, so wonderful. And a wonderful Uh, person too. Like just what a special young lady. 
were you happy with the way that 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 show sort of recently ended? Were you happy with the sort of arc and the the way it ended? I loved it so much. Uh, I loved it. it. I loved the show. I think it was really saying good things to women. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved my character, Jacqueline Carlisle, because she was really, um, you know, she was showing women that a woman of power can be kind and have integrity and not be cutting off her young employees at the knees and that there's not always, you know, backstabbing and competition. It actually, you know, she can be challenging. She can be forceful at times. Um, She can have expectations, but she's kind and she's reasonable and she's fair. And, you know, and so that was a really important and that came off the heels of transparent because I was so grateful to be part of a show that was such doing such good things for the trans community and really kind of um, opening people's eyes to uh, that trans people are just people. And really transparent was really a family show more than it was anything. It was really about a family and it was about this journey of this particular family and um, and I really thought that was very, very special. And so I really thought the next thing I do, I want it to be meaningful. I want it to do something good in the world. You know, um, not that not that I don't think just laughter like on yeah. the office is doing good in the world. But um, but I really it was important to me. And so I love that about the bold type. I love seeing the young girls supporting one another and, you know, holding one another up like that. Um, so yeah. I was very pleased with the show. I think it would have gone on longer had it not been for COVID. Um, I think the show was, was really special. And I think that the, the young ladies who star in the, the, the show will look back on that time and, and maybe they don't have quite as much perspective as I have <laughs> because I've been here a little longer on earth um, to know that it, it really is a special show. It's a special yeah. show and it's saying special things and quite modern and really kind of a little bit ahead of the curve. We were talking about sort of some pretty big deal things that were like about the me too kind of thing with my character in particular before me too even happened, you know, were many things like that with the show that we were a little ahead of the curve. So um, it was a special show. I remember watching the pilot and being so blown away by it because you get all that sort of like rom com frothy, like a uh, beautiful wardrobe and all of that kind of stuff that we love from, from TV and movies, but you almost as an audience and, and this was on me, but I, as an audience, you're almost expecting like the devil wears Prada where the boss is going to be that sort of Meryl Streep as figure, mm-hmm. which she was brilliant in that, but you expect that from your character and with the young women in the show, you expect them at some point to be kind of combating each other. And I thought it was so revolutionary to really have that core. I I think I had heard on Friday night lights, the, the creators and the cast talking about the, the coach and his wife dynamic, and they never wanted to separate that. And they wanted that. They wanted to showcase a great marriage and healthy marriage. And I felt uh, with the young women or with all the women in the bold type, that they held on to that relationship dynamic in such a beautiful, brilliant way. But I yeah. just thought it was great. It's so great. That is what we were going for. So I'm glad that I'm glad that resonated with you. Laura, see, this is so hard. You just have so much I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, I got to ask you, one of my all-time favorite movies is, is Back to the Future. And there's this uh, fact that 
has now been revealed that you were actually originally cast in Back to the Future as, uh, let's see, it was as Jennifer Parker alongside Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz was replaced by Michael J. Fox into filming. And then producers had decided, I suppose, that you were, I, was it that you were too tall for Michael J. Fox, which is insane. And so you were no longer in the movie. And I can only imagine how devastating that'd be at 17 years old. So can you talk to me a little bit about that? How much did you film and what was, how did you feel? I mean, yeah, Um, it was a two picture deal. I was 17. I had just turned down a soap opera uh, that wanted me to be on. Like, I think it was days of our lives or something. I don't even remember, but it was a big soap opera and they wanted me to do it. And I had really been like, no, that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing with my career. Um, And, um, and this was just felt like this felt like a giant thing. It was a giant. It was a giant thing. And um, and we had done some some um, some publicity stills. I had been on the set. Eric had already started working. Um, and I got a call from Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis and probably the most beautiful bouquet of flowers I've ever gotten, except when my husband proposed to me, which was more beautiful. Um, um, uh, where they just were, they were just, it was so hard for them, you know, to tell me that they had, that they, and I'll tell you what's really fascinating. What I have since learned, somebody wrote a, a book about this, about back to the future. And I think it just came out last year, but when I was doing the interview with the guy <clears throat> um, about it, he discovered that it was not Bob Zemeckis and not Bob Gale, which is why now looking back on that phone conversation, they, they were but kind of flummoxed. They, they didn't have anything to tell me. Like they were just like, we love you so much. We think you're so amazing. Um, it was the female executives. So this would have been what, 1984, 1985, something like that. Um, the female executives thought it emasculated their lead character for him to have a girlfriend that's taller than he is. The men could care less. They were like, who cares? Um, That is. And when people say like, we're still so stuck and we haven't done anything and nothing's happened. I want to say we've come a long way, baby. You would never hear female executives today saying that you would never ever hear female executives today saying that and i don't blame the female executives either in 1984 because i'll tell you they were working in a man's world and they thought that they were doing the thing that was right for their male lead and i get it that their mind was disorganized around the inappropriateness of that. And so uh, I give them, I give them also space for that, but, but it is really quite extraordinary that, that that's where it came from. Were you ever able to watch the movie? I would have oh, never yeah. been able to watch I, it. I, I was able to watch the movie. Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, Look, if I had done that, I would have not done the office and you know, there's no way I would have done the office because the office was, I auditioned for it. It was a, guest star possible recurring character if i'd done facts of future i would have been doing other things that's not to say 
I would have been doing different things. I don't know what I would have been doing, but I certainly would have been doing the office. <laughs> well, it really does go to show you that it's hard in the moment sometimes when you're facing rejection or your life path is going on a different way than you maybe anticipated. But I always at least find that everything work does work out how it's supposed to. It's just hard to realize that in the moment. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. And I think even if it, even if you don't like it, there's always a lesson. There's always a lesson in stuff, right? And if you can embrace that, I mean, my incredible coach talks about how he loves breakdowns because, because with a breakdown, if you don't align yourself with the breakdown, there is a breakthrough that can happen. You can't have a breakthrough without a breakdown. You need a breakdown to have Mm -hmm. a breakthrough, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and so I, I think that's really a wonderful way to think about it. It's like we all have to have breakdowns sometimes and we all do. And that was sure, for sure, 100% a breakdown for me yeah. in a moment. And, yeah. and, and I did, you know, I did. I pulled myself through with the help of my parents and you know, I was still living at home and I was, you know, graduate, just graduating high school or just graduated high school or something. And, you know, I got back up on the horse, as my dad yeah. would say, get back on the pony. I, I'm a big believer too, and I don't. I guess some people would call it karma or balance, but I, I think life always kind of balances out how it's supposed to. So I try to remind myself, like if I'm going through a tough time, on the other side of that, there'll be a good time, right? Because uh, the right. world sort of balances. Well, when one door closes, other doors do open. You just have to be open to seeing them. We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with so much more from Melora Hardin. As always, you can find these interviews over on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. You can also find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, or head on over to the Patreon page if you want those bonus episodes where I recap sex in the city. Otherwise, we'll be back later this week with recaps of all of our Bravo goodness. But for now, we will take a break and we'll be back with much more from Melora Hardin. And thank you to ACAST. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Uh, Okay, so Patrick Swayze was your dance teacher. Tell me everything. Yes. Oh, you were a child. You were, I guess, 13, I was reading. And yes, yes. Uh, he was yeah. your, yeah, tell me about it. He was my first jazz teacher. I was a very serious ballerina. His mother was a ballet teacher out in, I don't remember where, where she taught, but like Camarillo or something like that, or Thousand Oaks or something. Um, and his younger sister, Heidi, was a beautiful ballerina. And she took ballet where I took ballet which was Ballet La Jeunesse in Toluca Lake, which is now the secondhand like, like store. It's like a, like a, like a Goodwill, but not a, you know, like a, like that. Um, it's my studio. So when I go, I will sometimes wander by and just look at inside because it still has our ballet floor. And I danced there for years at Ballet La Jeunesse. And it was Natalie Claire who had come from Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo. And she was just an incredible teacher. And because Heidi took there, Patrick Swayze's sister, Patrick was like, I'll come and teach jazz because Natalie said, we want some jazz classes for our ballerinas. And he's like, I'll come and teach jazz. And he pulled up on that motorcycle in his tight jeans 
And we were all just like, uh, at 13, just like, sure. oh my God. And he would teach in his jeans and he would like move his hips like that. <laughs> oh my God, we were in love. I mean, can you imagine? No one hotter. Pubescent 13 year old girls. Just <laughs> oh my God. Fireworks going off. Yeah. And, and, and what a sweetheart. What a sweet, sweet guy. And then I danced in um, this really, well, We'll just one of the it was the the Oscars that got like panned, but there was a whole um, sequence at the beginning called "I Want to Be an Oscar Winner" that was choreographed by Kenny Ortega, and um, I had just done "Dirty Dancing" the series, and so Kenny had me do that too. And Patrick was um, he was presenting, and I saw him backstage, and he was like, and I said, Patrick, it's Melora Harden. He was like, Melora. I mean, you remember he and his wife, Lisa, totally both remembered me and gave me big hugs. And we're just, oh. oh, my God, just like you're you just, you know, when that happens, you just are like, really? You remember me? Well, and how weird and full circle that you play baby in the Dirty Dancing TV show yes. after him being your teacher. And also, I just want to encourage listeners, if they haven't seen that that clip that you're talking about from the Oscars, was it the Rob Lowe hosted Oscars? Yes, was it that was. Yeah. There's the clip of that, of what you're talking about, where it's all of these young stars yeah, singing about wanting made. an Oscar. Like it's Chad incredible. Lowe, yeah. Um, Matt Latanzi. Um, oh, Savion Glover. Um, some really incredible talent actually. Um, yeah. It's really, really great. It's it wild cool. to watch. It's on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I guess I, I don't have much more time with you. So I'm just going to throw out some roles and maybe like the first thing that comes to mind real quick sentence or a couple words. Yes. Uh, 17 again. Well, Zac Efron. Yeah. yeah. He's just gorgeous. He's such a sweetheart. I remember saying to Zac Efron, like, if I was your age and I was (laughs) in a lot of trouble. (laughs) <laughs> I remember and seeing that movie I opening tell night. You, I'm not sure. I don't know if Zach would like this, but Zach said, oh, you don't have to be my age. <laughs> there so, you go. That you sounds go. That's like a good Zach. sentence from 17 again. <laughs> uh, 27 Dresses, which I just rewatched recently. Um, James Marsden. You see a theme here yet? <laughs> oh, my God. And James Marsden, Malora, I don't know if you're watching him in that new jury duty show, but he's the most handsome man ever. Oh. He is so gorgeous. And again, I think I like the gorgeous, really sweet ones. I mean, right. both Zach and James, so grounded, so earthy, so lovely. Yeah. Both Gilmore girls. Um, well, Amy Palladino, because yeah. Amy and I danced together. She used to take ballet with me at Ballet La Jeunesse, which we just talked about. Um, and just, wow, what a powerhouse Amy is. What a creative powerhouse. The dialogue on that show must, did you have a lot of, was it a crazy dialogue? Cause I know that shows sometimes always have like, these so, big yeah. monologues. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a lot. Yeah. yeah but I like that. Uh, Hannah Montana, the movie. Um, just Miley Cyrus coming into her own and um, finding herself. Like that was sort of her last sort of hurrah as an actress before she sort of started becoming a pop star and go, moving into that world and just her work ethic and, hard worker so talented um yeah and taylor swift was also on the oh, right formed and you know she wasn't yet taylor swift as we know her now and kurt came in her bus and was a little bit shy and so yeah that those were both sort of nice memories to see those two budding pop stars <laughs> in their young years 
Yeah. Uh, the hat chick, a weird one. Yeah, Do you remember the well, hat chick? Rachel McAdams. Uh, but the thing I remember is it's Rachel. It was Rachel's. I just saw Rachel at the premiere of Thank uh, Dear God, It's Me, Margaret. Wonderful movie. You should all see it. Oh, I'm so excited. To the Judy Bloom. Uh, based on the book yeah yes i mean just so charming just oh for so many reasons um rachel's first movie i played her mother she's now playing the mother and in uh dear god it's dear god are you there god are you there god yeah Yeah, let me try and say it right um but um, she's incredible and i incredible and i guess the thing i remember most about the hot chick is that i was my first daughter rory who is now 21 was about two months old when i did that movie and when i went in to read for that movie they said they called my agent they said we really want melora to play the part and we would love her not to lose any of her baby weight which i was thrilled about because i was breastfeeding and i was just a little more voluptuous and they liked it for the character and i was like well good because I'm not, I'm not planning on it. Like, I was like, I'm like, I'm a natural mama. I'm not going to be like, you know, going on a starvation diet. Thank you very much. I'm going to just be what I am. And they loved it. And they were just adorable. And she was adorable. I loved Rachel. And I loved that my baby was there with me, like the whole thing. And I'm just like doing a scene and breastfeeding Rory and doing a scene and breastfeeding Rory. (laughs) Incredible. And Anna Ferris is in that too. And she's so, she's funny and everything. She's fabulous too. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Uh, I quickly do want to recommend there's a new Judy Bloom documentary that's going to be on Amazon. I got to see it early and like, it's so good. And it's, she's, yeah, yeah, her work is just incredible. Uh, Melora, I know I got to let you go. Can you tell everyone about clock, which is going to be on Hulu April 28th? I got a chance to see it. And I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of the themes that we've touched on here in this interview and, and so much of your work, it's the, the, I I don't know. you, You do stuff that feels like you said, a slightly ahead of its time. What? Tell me about this, or tell well, listeners because they haven't. Yeah, seen it. when they when they sent the script to me, <clears throat> I really did feel like it was it was kind of a feminist take on the pressure that women can feel um, around be- having children um, or not having children uh, uh, from peers, from family, from society. Uh, it was a very fresh take on that. And um, I'm sort of just the diametric opposite. I was like dreaming about being a mother from the time I was like five years old. I thought I was going to have six kids. I love being a mother. It's probably one of my favorite. It's my favorite role in life. Um, but I I think that um, this was a really interesting take that I felt was important to start having this conversation. And I also felt like Alexis Jack, now the writer director really had a unique, strong point of view that was fresh and different. And to me, I like when art sparks conversation and to me, it sparks conversation. It totally. sparks some thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, after I watched it with my boyfriend and afterwards we were just talking about, um, we were talking about uh, having kids and and that whole conversation that the movie sparked. I felt like we had a really interesting conversation. So I want to encourage everyone to check it out. April 28th. Uh, Melora, the last two questions I ask all of my guests are your favorite Mariah Carey song. And then also if you were choosing for people magazine, sexiest man alive, who would you choose? Okay. Well, I can do the second one first because um, people magazine, sexiest man alive to me, because he's my celebrity crush is Daniel Day-Lewis. I just think he is 
but it's because I'm just so turned on by his talent. I just, so talented. just floors me and everything he ever does. And I got to meet him when we won our second SAG award for the office coming off stage. He was coming on to do a, to present and he was on, he was in the wings and I just, and I'm like, we're all filing off and he's just got this big smile on his face. And I stopped and I said, you're Daniel Day-Lewis. And he said, yes, I am. And I said, in an Irish accent. And I said, oh, I just love your work. I love your work so much. And he was like, thank you. I love your work. And I was like, uh, I, I can go home and die now. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, I love and then it. the first one, the Mariah Carey, the, her Christmas song, of course, it would be my, that would be A classic. Yeah. A classic. Melora, it's such a pleasure to get to talk to you. I have to wrap this up, but I uh, am such a huge fan of your work. So thank you for everything you've given us. And I can't wait to see what you do next because I will be watching. Thank you. Thank you, Melora. <laughs> have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.